Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tumblings, podcast 249. It's raining, so there might be a little bit of rain noise on the podcast, but this time I actually have something to talk about, sort of. I got into the Overwatch beta, so I've played for about three hours so far. So this is kind of a, a quick peek. In a couple weeks when I do another podcast, I'll probably have a ton of time under me to talk about it a little bit more in detail. And I saw Deadpool and Zoolander 2, so I talk briefly about that. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Overwatch is a new game by Blizzard. It is currently set to launch, I think, late June, though that is not uh, a solid date. I don't think it's, like, official. That's just what they're projecting. This is a brand new IP. It's not based on anything they've done before. And what it is is sort of a first-person shooter. There's a few times some of the characters will go into third-person, depending on the ability they're using. But primarily, it's a first-person shooter. And it's really designed to be PvP, one of those games that is one team versus another team. And it is objective-based goals, so you are either escorting the thing or trying to attack the thing. And there's a game mode which is sort of capture the point, so you pretty much just go to the point and smash each other in the face until, uh, you know, you get a certain number of points. So it's basically a competitive PvP sort of goal-oriented thing. There is PvE versus AI bots, and it is beta, so this could change, but the AI seemed really, really kind of basic. Once I started to get the hang of it a few hours in, I was getting matched into groups that could pretty easily beat the AI every time. So that's not really... A viable option, I think. I think they need to sort of turn up the AI or have uh, maybe multiple AI difficulty settings. While level is irrelevant in terms of what you get, it can sort of be a measure of how long you've played. I am level 8, I think, and I've played for about 3 hours so far. I believe the price is currently set at $40 for the basic version, and everything is going to be unlocked. There's no, like, Micro-purchases, well, there is. I guess I could talk about that. But basically all the characters and all the important things are unlocked. You can get these loot crates, they're calling them, as sort of a prize for doing the things. And that just gets you cosmetic stuff. It'll get you skins or special voices or tags, they call them, for spray painting on the walls, which is kind of funny. But all of that stuff is cosmetic. You can, uh, after they launch, buy those loot crates uh, with real-world monies. But, you know, since it's cosmetic stuff, I really don't see much point in that because you don't know what you're going to get. It would be random. If you are trying to get, like, a specific skin for a character, it takes a ton of in-game monies. It takes, like, a thousand in-game monies, and 
of all the time I've played so far, I think I've only gotten like 250. Well, I guess that's not too long if that curve slash average holds. That'd only be about 12 hours, I guess. But still, that's just one skin for one character that's super fancy. A lot of the stuff is a lot cheaper. I think some of the skins are like 250 or I think maybe 750 for the somewhat fancier ones. So there are a lot of options in terms of how you want your character to look. But basically, all the characters are going to look the exact same. And they each have different abilities. Some are sort of similar, but they're done in a slightly different way. So while it is not class-based in the traditional sense, it is sort of classed in that each character fills a certain role. There's a bunch of characters in the game, and each of them fills one of four different roles. And it's kind of the roles that Blizzard has set forth with heroes, so it's a very similar sort of style. They're probably going to use that sort of system in many of their games in the future. And so usually it's best if you make a team with at least one tank and at least one healer, and then, you know, the rest can be uh, whatever. But I have seen some crazy mixes where everybody is, like, all DPS, or there's two tanks and two healers and one DPS. Since it is objective-oriented, it depends on what the objective is uh, in terms of what you might want to pick. And it also depends on what your team is doing at the time. And, in part, you know, what the other team is doing as well. A lot of times you have a lot of flexibility in terms of how your team wants to build and what sort of characters you want to use in terms of abilities. But sometimes there are times where you want to specifically build a certain way. Like one game I did that was super challenging. Uh, I was on the attacking team and the other team was defending a specific point. And since they were defending it, they didn't need to move. And there was like pretty much only one way to get in. So everybody that was a character who was on the ground had to go through this one door. And then, you know, if you had special movement, you could try and get like over it or around it. But in terms of running to it, you know, on foot, there was only one way. So the opposite team had picked uh, two characters, one of which could be a turret and one could make a turret. And so they set up those two guys that had turrets and then they had a couple tanks just on the ground sort of stopping us from getting in. And then they had one character who kind of switched around different roles, but usually they would be like a sniper. And so they like totally wrecked us because we kept trying to just run in. And it's, you know, beta, so a lot of people are still trying to figure out what to do, and they don't know characters a whole lot yet. So part of that is being able to switch to a different character that has, you know, different kind of mobility or, you know, different abilities that could get around those things. But, you know, the people weren't used to doing that yet. Some people were getting really upset and kind of rage quitting over that because they thought it was like too easy to defend that point and we couldn't get through it all. I actually thought it was a really good and interesting challenge. I would have preferred that that match flipped and required, you know, them to try and get through on our side. As a single match, it did seem a little imbalanced because as a defender in that particular map, you'd have just a huge advantage. If you watch any streams or... Uh, I guess, live footage of the game. It looks really, really fast-paced. It actually isn't as fast-paced as it seems when you're playing. Because, you know, when you're playing, uh, you have that different perspective. And you know, you know, what your character's doing and what the other characters can do. Hopefully, you know what the other characters can do. So as a viewer, you don't necessarily know those things. But when you're actually playing, there is enough to sort of have that reaction time when you're being shot to sort of be like, 
ah, who's shooting me? And, you know, turn and change focus. Or figure out, you know, strategically, oh, this is a good spot for me to use this ability and sort of pick that spot. Unless, of course, you know, it's a situation where there's two or three of them, they're shooting at you. In which case, you will just die so fast, you'll be like, oh, poop, and then you're dead. Usually, though, you can sort of have a good enough mix of characters and abilities that one of them will be able to grant vision to the other character so you can see, you know, through the walls and know where the other guys are. Or, you know, have sort of an awareness uh, based on sound or abilities people are using. You know, they're shooting this direction. Okay, there's some bad guys over there. I won't charge around the corner over there. So I am super happy in that respect. I hate games where you turn around the corner, somebody shoots you once, and then you're instantly dead. That's just stupid, in my opinion. I also hate games where they can snipe you from across the map, and you have no idea where they are or who shot you. I think that is also equally stupid. Although that can happen in Overwatch, it is actually extremely difficult to do. You have to have the sniper, you know, be like a really, really good sniper, and they have to get, like, the perfect shot on you. Usually it'll take a couple shots to get you down, even if you're being sniped, you know, at a really good angle. And like I said, if you're not being sniped, you know, you usually have a few seconds where you're in that shootout with somebody, and it's a pretty even battle determined by, you know, who knows their character better and who's, you know, better at staying on target. Things do seem, you know, fairly balanced. As I said, it is a hero-based game, and you have access to all of the heroes. When you die, you sort of go back to a safe area. And in these safe areas, you can actually change characters. So if you do need to switch uh, for strategy reasons, or you feel like, you know, the character you're using is not so good for uh, what you're doing or bad guys, you can switch in that safe area. And I do kind of like that. That's a good option. You don't feel trapped and stuck with one character that's uh, maybe not good for that situation or that map. Uh, you can always change that. So that's pretty cool. It seems odd being a sort of older school style game where when you get it, everything is unlocked and you're pretty much just playing it because you want to play it. These days we're so used to games having levels that actually mean something in terms of character unlocks in terms of, you know, abilities or loot or even just hit points and such. You know, we're so used to that or achievement-based games where you're going for certain achievements to unlock certain things. We're so used to that that it's kind of weird getting a game that's, you know, old school in that everything is already unlocked when you start. But I guess it does really work in terms of balance. You know, you know that character has these abilities and does roughly this much damage and has roughly this much health. You know, you know that stuff. That stuff's not going to change. So as a competitive game, I think that really works for it. I think that's sort of the best way to do it. Other games, you know, that are competitive and those things change, becomes a little bit more difficult to know what exactly you're fighting. And then it's like, well, how do I know how to fight that guy? Because that guy might not have X, Y, and Z. He might have... ABC, you know, if that's removed and it's always, you know, the same, then you know. Turns it more into, like I said, a strategic sort of uh, planned out. Uh, we have these guys, they have these guys. You know, is that good? Is that not good? If it's not good, let's change out this guy and this guy. And it sort of changes and evolves over the course of the game. The graphics are super stylized. Um, it's difficult to tell how much complexity there is because it doesn't look really complex 
the characters are very detailed and they look very nice, but it has sort of more of a sort of cell shaded cartoonish 3D animated sort of movie slash show feel to it than it does sort of a realistic feel. But it does take a fair amount of power to run. I had my game set automatically to medium settings and it runs pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like amazingly fast in terms of frame rate. So I'm probably running around 30 frames a second or so. I don't know how to check, uh, but it doesn't feel like it's running super fast. Which is, you know, always better for shooters. But it looks really good. It has a very stylistic feel, though. So you'll want to check out how that looks uh, and see if that appeals to you or not. The music and sound is really, really good. I really like it quite a bit. There's not actually music, I think, in the game when you're playing. The only music I remember hearing is from one uh, character who kind of has music around him. So that's actually a really interesting spin on it that the in-game music is not constantly playing, because I don't remember hearing it, uh, but I definitely remember hearing music when he zips by. So sound does actually play quite a big part of the game. People are always making noise if they're running on the ground. They're making noise if they're shooting. So, you know, if you sit still and you don't move and you don't shoot, you can sort of actually hide somewhere and, you know, wait for bad guys to pass and then sneak up behind them. So all of that plays into it, and it's really well done. So the big question is, on three hours played so far, would I pick this up at launch? If I had uh, infinite monies and I didn't have to worry about it, probably. And I say probably because this is one of those games where it's really best slash most fun if you have people you regularly would play with. If you're like me and you're pretty much solo, and you don't really have any online friends that you would play it with, I don't know. It becomes a lot less interesting. It certainly is still fun having everything unlocked all at once. I don't feel like I'm behind at all. I do feel like if I wasn't having fun, I could stop and come back later and not miss out on anything. So there is that aspect. But like I said, this kind of game is a lot more fun if you have people who are your friends and you're playing with. Even if you're just casual and you're playing versus AI, or you're just playing to have fun and you're not playing to, you know, be totally competitive, I think it definitely would be a lot better with friends. So, I don't know, that's up to you uh, to know if you have friends that would play or not. It is a bit cheaper, I think it's 40 bucks for the base game, and it wouldn't surprise me if that probably came down a little bit uh, not too long after launch. Because, like I said, it is a little weird having everything unlocked all at once right away. And so I think that'll probably come off a little weird to people because they're like, well, what if I only like three characters? Then I've paid, you know, full price for three characters. So I do expect if they launch with what is currently in the game, probably will need to come down to probably more like 30 to make most people happy. I think it's a little bit too high, even at 40, for what there is. But I do like it quite a bit. Like I said, uh, next time I'll probably talk about it quite a bit more and have a lot of thoughts uh, about more things at that time. Plus, it could change over the next couple weeks, uh, you know, due to patches and such. So I will keep people updated as time goes on.
So I saw two movies. The first is Deadpool, and it was amazing, as I expected it to be. If you are not familiar with Deadpool, I highly recommend you go become familiar with Deadpool uh, before you go see it. Because he is sort of a wisecracking, uh, smartass, don't really care about getting shot at, gung-ho, super sexualized character. And that's not very typical at all for heroes. He's sort of more, I guess, of an anti-hero or sort of somewhere in the gray area. Because he doesn't mind at all killing people. And, you know, like I said, he doesn't necessarily mind being shot at or being hurt because he can regenerate pretty quickly. So it really doesn't matter to him. So there's a lot of gore. There's an extreme amount of violence. There's a lot of sexual sort of innuendos and even some activity. So it is definitely rated R for a reason. And if you have younglings or you are a youngling and you are considering going to see it and you don't know who Deadpool is, uh, spend some time looking him up on the internets. Uh, find out if he is the kind of character you might be interested in. And if that kind of content is something for you. Because I know at the movie theater I was going to, they were carding people and they were turning them away if they were underage. I think without parents, because the kids sitting next to me couldn't have been much more than 13. But if you are a parent and you are uh, considering taking your youngling to see it, uh, definitely find out who Deadpool is. Because I have seen posts from friends who saw uh, people with kids who were like as young as 10 in there. Which is like, no, that that makes no sense. This is a rated R movie. They should absolutely not be in there. For a reason. And Deadpool really pushes its R rating and uses it to its advantage. So, um, you know, be aware of that. The other movie I saw was one I had been waiting forever for them to make. And that is Zoolander 2. I loved the original. And I was really kind of surprised at Zoolander 2. They didn't really do any new jokes. All of the jokes they used were pretty much based on stuff they'd done in the first one. And I was really, really disappointed that the main characters of Zoolander and Hansel actually seemed kind of stupider than they were in the first one. Which is really disappointing because it's been like... I don't know, at least 10 years, maybe 15 years since the first one. So I was kind of expecting them to actually be a little bit smarter than they were in the first one. Or at least, you know, not dumber. And pretty much through, like, the first one-third of the movie, they're just making fun of how stupid Zoolander and Hansel are and how they're, you know, outdated now in their fashion world. And I really, really think with all the time they had between the first one and now, they could have come up with a much better script and story. Just making the characters dumber and playing on a lot of similar jokes and not really doing anything terribly new just seemed really, really disappointing. They had a lot of potential stuff to work with. They had, you know, really solid established characters and a fairly good amount of sort of forward momentum for the character and they just went backwards and then they didn't do anything new so I would wait and say just rent it it's, it's not worth it really Deadpool on the other hand uh, go see it uh, in the best possible format you can 
uh, you know, big on screen. Uh, again, like I said, you know, be wary. That is rated R for a reason. From the newsroom. I actually have news this time, though I didn't check uh, what the dates are on these. I kind of thought up the news at the last second. But the Elder Scrolls Online Thieves Guild content is coming out uh, pretty soon. I think in a few weeks. Uh, I think early March. And then Tom Clancy's The Division is also due out in early March. And I'm tempted to say that's the 4th, which is a Friday which is, again, weird that they're doing a Friday. But that's when they've been doing the betas. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, pretty much the industry works on Tuesdays, though. So Friday is weird. But off the top of my head, that 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 date seems right. So uh, I think that's the date. I know it's early March. Also in the news, there is a Tom Clancy, uh, the Division, open beta. Anybody can play. It's happening this weekend. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you might have missed it. Uh, it starts uh, Friday the 19th and then goes through the weekend. So anybody can grab it. Uh, you just go to their site and, and download it. And then you could play, check it out uh, if you've been curious about it. So I would highly recommend it if you are hearing this uh, in time to do that, to get a peek at it. But that's it for the news. So that's it for this rambly podcast. No donations. Getting super sad and worried about that. The regular supporters slash donators I had seem to have kind of faded into the background. I've only gotten one donation since Christmas. Uh, so that's very sad because I have all the regular things I need to pay for. And while they are currently taken care of, you know, in a week or two, uh, you know, more costs are going to start coming up very quickly. And even bigger costs are going to come up uh, not too long after that. In about six weeks, I should be signing up for school, which is uh, at least 50 for that. And then and then like 15 or 20 for a parking sticker as well. And then in June, I think uh, I need to pay for my car registration again. So that's coming up pretty soon. So I'm getting very sad and stressed out about all the things and not having money and things are looking very terrible so far and very sad. Uh, so I'm trying my best not to let it get me down because I can't really control that, you know, other than looking for a job, which I'm doing, but I'm not finding anything. So as long as that keeps happening, uh, everything else is out of my control. So I'm trying not to be sad trying to focus on the games I have and being distracted by that and school stuff and trying to be as happy as I can. But hopefully everybody out there is not having a terrible life 
like me. And I don't know what I'll talk about next time. Probably more Overwatch stuff, because that'll probably be uh, the only thing between now and then. But I don't know. You know, that's uh, probably two weeks from now, so anything can happen between now and then. And if anything amazing happens before that, I'll probably uh, do another podcast. I may do one for the Division Beta. Uh, I'm definitely going to check that out some more. I don't think there will be anything new to talk about about it. If there is, uh, I might put a podcast out next week. Because that would happen between uh, this weekend and next weekend. And so, uh, potentially, you know, if there is anything new and cool to talk about for that, I could talk about that. Uh, otherwise, I'll, I'll probably wait again until uh, two weeks from now. But hopefully, I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. I may do one for the Tom Clancy, for I mean, me. You know, you usually have a few seconds where you're in that shootout with somebody, and it's a pretty even battle. Um, you know, determine. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www dot rabbit dot com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright. 2016 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit.